The network marketing industry has changed dramatically in the last decade. With the advent of social media, digital marketing, the rise of the influencer, and all the tech platforms that promise something extraordinary, how do you separate the helpful from the hype? Welcome to Beyond the Network Marketing Dream, where authenticity and relationships, simplicity and duplication are at the core of everything we focus on. The fundamentals of building still work. Join us as we go Beyond the Network Marketing Dream. Welcome, everyone. I am with Gloria McDonald. And Gloria, you are an experienced podcaster. I am new to this game and having a lot of fun. Excited to be with you. You are also not new to the network marketing industry. Decades of experience. You've built multiple times to six figures. That's exciting. And it's just great to be with you. And I know you recently have moved from Canada to Arizona. That's exciting. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Patrick. It's great to be here with you, too. Well, we had a very spirited conversation beforehand, and the industry has changed so much, Gloria. And we'll dive into some of that spirited conversation that we had because the industry is changing so fast. Technology is exponentially changing everything. And so it's interesting to observe the fast pace and the difference of where we we're a decade ago and where we are today and all the iterations of that that seem to be taking place. Are you observing the same thing? Well, Patrick, yes and no, because mm-hmm. yeah, the world is changing, but truly, 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 our network marketing companies changing. Our network marketing companies, I mean, this is a concern I have for the world of network marketing. Our network marketing companies really staying up to speed with what's going on in the world these days. And my concern is, and my belief is, no, they're not. When I look back 44 years ago, when I started with Amway and was drawn circles, (laughs) Mm. did we do Zoom calls then? No, because the internet didn't exist and computers didn't exist and cell phones didn't exist. But has it really changed? Like our network marketing companies, sure, they're using technology to order online, But are we really teaching people to build differently? One of my things is, and this is not popular in the world of network Mm -hmm. marketing, but I'm totally transparent about it, is like, I believe gone are the days, absolutely gone are the days of putting all your eggs in one basket and saying, I'm with ABC company and I will never, ever, ever build with another company. I know that's what every network marketing company wants us to do, but I think that's just downright foolish. That's like putting all of your money in one stock. The danger is some companies won't play that game either. And so you're joining a company and they're like, no, no, you're going to be loyal to us or we're going to cut your check. So there's also a risk in knowing what game you're in, right? Absolutely. But I think that that's from my perspective. And again, this is just my personal opinion. I think that's very small-minded of network marketing companies. I mean, I understand why they do it. They don't want to well, lose I agree. Yeah. Well, I agree, know. but they're doing it. So it's a danger to the person that's not savvy on the ways of the industry, Yeah, especially in this social day and age where everybody's posting everything publicly and they just go, oh, well, you didn't read our terms of service. You're out. And we'll take your genealogy and your organization, but we'll just, we'll keep the check too. Yeah, absolutely. You have to know what your organization's terms and conditions say. You have to understand that and you have to be up with it. That's an area where I think the industry needs to change. Yeah. And let's do a deeper dive on that change. So 
The way I poise it to people and my kind of belief system is the fundamentals actually haven't shifted, but the environment has totally shifted. So the tools, the systems, how we're doing things, do you agree with that? Or do you think there should be a shift in the fundamentals of the business as well? Fundamentals being there is a relationship. It is about culture. It is about duplication and simplicity. Those are things that have existed for 50 years in a networking organization. Do you think those fundamentals should be shifting? As you and I were talking about before we started this officially, the challenge has always been in network marketing, how on earth do you get people to duplicate? Because I believe that the vast majority of people will not do, they'll never do what the leader in their company or the top 10 income earners in their company have done to get there. So this is a pet peeve I have. It drives me bananas when I see people saying, oh, you can make six figures just fitting it in the nooks and crannies working 10 hours a week. That's the biggest load of crap on the planet. You and I have both worked way more than 10 hours a week to get to where we got. And I think that we need to be really honest, really upfront, really ethical about what it is we're selling in the world of network marketing. And I don't think the industry has been, generally speaking, in the history of the industry. There's a great book out there, The Four Disciplines of Execution, that was not written for network marketing. And it talks about the wildly important goal, the lead measure, and that the most difficult thing in a large organization of any kind driving any lead measure, which let's take network marketing, the lead measure is prospecting and follow-up. You have to talk to people and you have to follow up. Would you agree with that basic premise? Yes, I would. Okay. So yeah. you've got to be able to talk to people. However you do that, you got to talk to new people and you have to follow up consistently and somewhat effectively to convert those people. There has to be whatever that may be. And the book goes on to say that the key to success is moving the 60% in the middle. And it resonated me within network marketing because network marketing is not about finding a few studs that sell the masses on something blindly, the lemmings, if you will. It's genuinely, my perspective always was, and how I built a massive organization and made more millions than I could count, was I was able to get a large number of people to do something consistent on a regular basis. Now, did they all become ring earners, millionaire members, $100,000? Absolutely not. Right. But they absolutely could get a paycheck. And then they could make a decision at the next level. And that's how I built. And I know that's not, I know that's not what's happening a lot today. There are the numbers, the ratio of people that are getting thrown against the wall has gone exponential. Yeah. Trying to move the middle, or do you even believe that's necessary? Or do you believe it's just find a few influencers and drive big numbers with a few key people and let the rest do what they do? No, personally, Mm -hmm. personally, I have an ethical problem with that. I do not want to sign people up for something, have them spending $50 a month, $100 a month, $150 a month, and know in my heart of hearts that they're never going to make a dime. They'll get a paycheck of $75, but they're paying $150. Gloria, do you decide for them though? Are you deciding they don't have it in them? No. What I do is I look for, I mean, look, I've done that because that was before the internet existed, before we had all this technology, that was the only thing you could do, right? Right. Like 44 years ago when I was building an Amway and you and I both know there are lots of leaders out there. Well, lots of people 
who are at the top of their companies will tell you they got there because they recruited four people that made it for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I have personally, it's just me personally. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's wrong to have built a team because it's just what happens, right? You and I can't control human beings. Trust me, if I could control human beings, <laughs> I'd be really rich. You'd be a dictator, um, you're saying. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but I wanted and, to do such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm at a point in my life where I really want to see people's lives transformed if that's what they want for themselves. There are lots of people Mm -hmm. that don't want that for themselves and that's fine. So this is not a judgment, but for those people who really, they've been working hard. They've been in network marketing 17 years, 12 years, five years, three years, whatever it is. And they've been struggling, 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 struggling. If those people have a desire to really be successful, I am passionate about helping them really be successful and finding an opportunity that can truly help them be successful. And do you think a lot of them are struggling? They're just in the wrong company? Is that what you're saying? Like, how do you help them do that specifically? Well, I do think that the world has changed in terms of network marketing, and there are opportunities out there, and there are lots of them. You do have to be careful, but there are things out there now, which there just didn't used to be because... The industries didn't exist, but there are things out there now where you can get your money working for you. Maybe you have to start with $100, $200, $300, and you can be totally passive. You don't ever have to recruit anybody. You don't have to sell anything to anybody, and you can get your money working for you, and you can make money that way. Now, with if you you know if you start with three hundred dollars, are you going to be a multimillionaire? If you never recruit anybody or sell anybody, probably not. But you could still make more money than you've ever made in network marketing potentially. So there are things out there that are totally legitimate companies where you truly can be totally passive. Yes, you have to start with an investment, but it's not bucket loads of money. So that's one thing. There are other things. There are a bunch of opportunities out there now. Again, you're not going to make tons of money if you don't actually ever build and get customers, but you can make money by using apps on your phone that are like tracking your geographic location and paying you for your data. There's a new world of ethically sourced data out there and you can make money that way. So there are different opportunities. And I'm really upfront with people about how much are you realistically going to make for being passive in these things? Not tons, no, but you can make money, right? right? If somebody wants to make an extra $200, $500 a month, can you do it? Yes, you absolutely can. Without building a team, without having customers, yes, you can do that these days, which you could not do 20 years ago even, probably even 15 years ago. So there are things. But I also want to be really transparent. Are you going to make millions and millions and millions? Mm -hmm. Probably not. So, Gloria, is your coaching, are you primarily coaching people to how to find a vehicle or how to succeed within that vehicle? What's your primary focus as a coach today? And are you doing anything with enterprises or kind of what's your training look like? Yeah. Well, that's a great question, Patrick. And over the last year, my coaching has totally changed because I was kind of became known as the queen of LinkedIn. I really taught network marketers how to use LinkedIn to build their businesses 
I mean, LinkedIn really, truly was an untapped goldmine. And I knew when I started that whole thing, I guess it was about five years ago, I knew that the platform would change. Every platform changes. And I knew that what right. I was teaching was going to work for a certain amount of time. And then right. and tag message right. on Facebook, all of them go through their iterations. and Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of transitioned. I mean, I still use LinkedIn every day, but I kind of transitioned from LinkedIn to YouTube. So YouTube became the thing that really helped me build. And it still is the thing that's really helping me build. And will everybody do YouTube? No. Will everybody be good at YouTube? No. But if you're good on video, if you're comfortable doing video, if you will spend some time to learn a little bit about keywords and keyword research and how YouTube works, or if you'll pay somebody to do it for you. I mean, again, yeah. I understand the concepts. I can do keyword research. I do do keyword research regularly. And I pay somebody to edit my videos and make them fancy and yeah. everything. One of the things we do and goal on this call is we have a lot of leaders because of the influence we have through the Rapid Funnel platform and all of those companies, and we have a lot of leaders that'll listen in, and we have enterprises, companies that are looking and basically in both cases saying, okay, how do I create depth, momentum, speed, velocity in the organization? And there's so many different strategies today. I mean, they're popping up everywhere. And that's one of the things that we want to get to the heart of. And as I shared with you earlier is I just attended this big event and there were so many people talking about what you're mentioning right now, like if they can get comfortable on the camera and posting on Facebook. And and my struggle with that is the average person is not going to be comfortable there. So are you are you primarily in building that type of organization, say, I'm going to only focus on people that want to do those types of things so that it can duplicate? Or am I trying to get people who are not comfortable maybe doing keyword searches? They're not good at digital marketing. They're not an influencer. And we're trying to turn network marketers into digital marketers. I struggle with that concept. Yeah. I mean, I'm fully aware, as you and I discussed previously, that, look, not everybody's going to do what, what I do. And yeah. that's a sad Right. And that's what makes the difference. I mean, not everybody's going to go out and build a business like you built. There are extremely few people on the planet that will go out and build Rapid Funnel. Extremely few. We probably count them on two hands if you look at the, <laughs> and fewer if you're yeah. just looking at network marketing. So what I think we have to be really realistic and honest about is, okay, if you're talking to a prospect, what are the goals of that prospect? If the goals of that prospect are to make 100, 200, 300 plus thousand a year, okay, you know what? This is what you have to do. You're going to have to work your tail end off. You're going to have to stick with it. We're talking about somebody that doesn't have a following, somebody who's not a leader already. Well, and it so depends on the model, right? And yeah. mean, Lord, there were front-loading companies, which are virtually gone, right? Yeah. $15,000 to garage qualifying. They needed one sale, and they made more than you're talking about in one sale. Yeah. I mean, so the models are so different. Now you're seeing companies that, I mean, I recruited, listen, Lifetime, I bet I only recruited 250 people Lifetime, but the organization was a half, close to a half a million. And so the models are so different. We're seeing people that are recruiting 100,000 people. And because it's a free sign up and they just register here and they, they count as distributors, we're seeing them do that in less than a year. So the yep. models are all so different, right? Yes. It's hard to Absolutely. make that statement that you can or can't or 
And that, I think that's part of what's hard for the average person to navigate. Yeah. So I'm pretty passionate about helping people find passive sources of income because I do think we need diversification. So there's a difference between passive income and residual income. And I think network marketers get those things totally confused and they do not understand the difference between residual income and passive income. And I think we should have both in an ideal world. Residual can be passive though, right? Yes. And to get residual income, you have to work your tail end off to get any significant amount of residual income. Right. Right. You you and I never built passive. Passive you define differently. Yeah. Passive is totally different. Passive is like these opportunities where I was talking about where maybe you start with an investment of $200, $300 and you get your money working for you. That's passive. That is passive. Or you download an app and you walk around with your phone on with this app that tracks your geographic location and you make 25 bucks a month. It's buying Bitcoin and it goes the right direction, but there's no income there. That wouldn't be passive income. You're saying something that spins off revenue. Yes, I'm talking about something that spins off revenue. Okay, all right. right? Yeah. So sure, you can buy Bitcoin, but that's an investment strategy that's different. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you're into. Does that fall into the Ponzi scheme category, though? I mean, you invest money, you get a return on it monthly, and you don't do any work, right? I'm trying to think in life of what falls into that category, and I can't think of many things unless it's Ponzi. Well, yes. And you and I both know there are Ponzi schemes out there, but I'm talking about things that truly are real businesses where you're allowing professionals to do the trading for you, whether it's in the Forex market or the cryptocurrency market or whatever. And you and I both know there have been lots of companies out there, whether they're Ponzi or not, they've had a lot of issues. Yeah. Some of them are gone. Some of them are still there struggling. So it is a... It's a minefield. How in the world does the average person navigate that minefield, though? I mean, it takes yeah. so much experience. And then even the best people have a hard time. I agree. You know, it you. used to be that, who was I? I had on um, Rob Sperry last week. And Rob was saying the number one thing in identifying a good company to go to work with is who is the leadership. And you and I were talking about a company earlier, like they don't disclose it. They do not want you to know who they are. You can't find them out. You can't. So you're supposed to invest in this company and believe in this group with no history, with no partners, with no, how do you navigate that? Well, so we're two two different things here. So in terms of whether it's investing in cryptocurrency or Forex or what the blockchain or whatever, from that, that, which is totally different thing. But what I say to people is, look, never put more money into anything than you can afford to lose, right? So if it's $1,000 and that's going to crush you, don't do it, right? Don't do it. So is there risk with those kinds of things? Absolutely, there's risk. But there's risks in the stock market. There's risk in buying gold and silver because they go up and everything goes up and down. So that's one thing. And can you make money in legitimate companies? Yes, you can. And just be smart. Like there are no guarantees. There's no guarantee in anything. You and I have both seen totally legitimate companies. Mm -hmm. We're here and now they're gone. Mm -hmm. Whether it's network marketing or not network marketing, it just, it happens, right? The thing about knowing the leaders of your company, knowing the owners of your company. Well, I think if you and I thought about our own personal experiences or the experiences of big leaders that we've known, 
I've been in situations where I thought I knew the owner of the company. I was in a company, it was a startup. I was one of the first people in it. I was constantly in the top four earners in the company. The owner called me every single day. Is that company still in existence? Right. No, you know? So just because, and let's say you've got a totally, I mean, that was a legitimate company. It had issues, however, and all kinds Mm -hmm. of things anyway, didn't last long. Lost lasted maybe six months, maybe, but I knew the owner. And then personalities can be a huge problem. You know, I had somebody on my podcast a couple of weeks ago who has just been through, she's a leader in the network marketing industry. She's just been through two situations with two different companies where she knew the owner, she was in, and personalities just killed the business. I mean, we've all seen situations like that, whether it's the owner or a group of owners, because a group of owners can have problems, they can have disagreements, or whether it's a group of top leaders and personalities. So personalities, knowing who the leader is, knowing who the owner is, is no guarantee of anything. Mm -hmm. We think it is, but like, do I know the owners of... And that's part of your reason for diversification. That's part of your reason of saying, hey, and then how do you protect yourself then from... That company saying, hey, I mean, do you just try to only pick companies that disclose that you're allowed to do other things? Is that? Yes. So if you're not now personally, what I do is I won't join a company unless, and this is not realistic, quote unquote, average person can't do this. I understand that. But personally, I will not join a company unless I'm on a Zoom call with the owner of the company and I explain to them exactly what I'm doing. And then I get them to sign an agreement saying that me and my team are building in multiple companies and they're fine with that. Yeah. If I don't have that signed agreement- If you do it at inception, right? You do it up front, up front. this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also very clear that if I'm promoting a cell phone- yeah. I'm not going to be promoting another cell phone, right? right? right. If I'm not promoting mascara, product. I'm not going yeah. to be promoting a competitive mascara because yeah. like, ethically, I don't think that's right. personally, that doesn't agree with my ethics. So I'm, I've got that in the agreement with the owner of the company. So I won't do anything until I've got that agreement signed by the owner of the company. And they're fine that both myself and my team members are building in multiple companies. And that's just mm-hmm. what, what I do. And that's why I train people. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. I think that one idea for certain people in certain situations, that's that's really powerful, right? But yeah. they got to get it up front. Absolutely. The minute, the minute you're in, the, the all deals, all bets are off. That's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And there are companies that have in their terms and conditions that it is okay to be in multiple companies, right? Right. Well, Gloria, I appreciate your time. Tell people, how do they reach you? And what would be an ideal person to reach out to you or follow you or or anything on that front? Yeah, well, my YouTube channel, GloriaMcDonald.com slash passive. So GloriaMcDonald.com slash passive is my passive income YouTube channel. That's one way to find out more about me and what I do. Really, the ideal person is anybody who's interested in diversification and really wanting to build some long-term financial stability and security. Those are the people that I'm looking to help. The modern-day networker, Gloria. It's awesome to be with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Patrick. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you for listening to Beyond the Network Marketing Dream with Patrick Shaw. For more insights on building a solid networking business, visit our website at rapidfunnel.com slash MLM. If you loved our content, please share, like, and subscribe. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode.